All right, shall we do a podcast? Oh, we haven't yes. I forgot. We haven't right, started. Right, right, okay. Yeah, no. All right, it's the uh, Chance of Gaming podcast. This episode 79. And uh, with me always is Richard and Roy. Hey, everyone. This so, is Rich. Oh, Roy wanted to go first. To oh, us today. No, right, I'm sorry. Start the whole thing over. Damn, Damn it. Damn it. Well, R I comes before R O, but then again, is we could go by last names, and yeah, I don't know. Anyway, well, so I'm wondering if we ought to like clip out the the uh, title there and put it at the end of or at the beginning of all the other stuff we were talking about before we started the podcast. But this is Roy from Michigan, and I'm sorry I stepped on on Rich. That's all right. This is Rich from St. Louis, Michigan, oh. and Michigan. That's right. This is Mission Ot. Yeah. As I say, the uh, the 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 Michigan um, cannabis forum on Reddit is called the Michigans or Michigans, something like that. Michigans. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I. Uh, what is the uh, what what is the current legal uh, area for marijuana in Michigan? uh what do you mean it's it's michigan's so it's free for all isn't it yeah yeah oh okay yeah so Dang. uh different municipalities municipalities have to opt in um so there's places where they you just can't find it but there yeah. are places where you can i'm in missouri, a place where you can't missouri Sorry, it's medical but it's funny because they have commercials on the radio here and they're like commercials for medical marijuana places and they're like oh and if you need a doctor you know here's a doctor that'll give you a note for it <laughs> he's, he's got flip-flops and yeah <laughs> he's like that dude that did trump's physical yeah <laughs> well i'll link it in the show notes but there is a uh song by garfunkel and oats Way back from uh, when California was still like the only uh, state in the union that offered it, and it was just medical. And the the song is called "Weed Card." And yeah, like, <laughs> have you got your weed card? And yeah, I still remember what Joe Rogan talked about it. He was like, "Yeah, I just went to my doctor and I said I get these headaches every time I think about how weed is illegal." And he gave me he gave me a uh, thing. So anyway, I was very board excited games to, are our drug of choice. Yeah, um, I uh, I was very excited to start this show because I was dying to learn what is cupped pepperoni. Cupped pepperoni. Yes, and you know, well, I can tell you about that actually. I, I know it's it's I don't understand like what it is. How do you cup pepperoni? How does that work? Well, when I when I initially read it, I thought like maybe you were you put it like in a muffin tin mm -hmm. and like you were like making like a cup out of pepperoni to put something in it. But yeah, but explain it to it me. It sounds vaguely sexual, too. But <laughs> um, so I got a pizza from Hungry Howie's tonight and Hungry Howie's is a pizza chain, which strangely is across the the upper northeast and well the northeast and the southeast and there's a band in the middle where there's nothing and i don't i'm, I'm mystified as to why that is so there are two in jackson where adam lives and there's none in st louis and there's a mm, buttload around like a franchise opportunity for me i think so yeah so hungry howie's i was when i was ordering a pizza on their website they talked about cupped pepperoni which was like they, it was a selling point to them. And I'm like, what the hell is that? So I had to look this up 
because I got the pizza and the the cupped pepperoni slices were about an inch around, but they are all made little bowls on the top of the pizza. And in each little bowl is a little bit of pepperoni grease. Um, <laughs> so the, it's a natural casing pepperoni. It's more of a um, of an original sort of thing. And as you bake it, that that casing chars and it shrinks up and it makes a little cup. And the, the pepperoni gets black on the top from the oven. So it's, I don't know, it was kind of interesting. I was, I got real curious about how it was made and, you know, what, what it was all about. But it was originally made, uh, the article I was reading talked about it being uh, in Buffalo, New York is where it kind of came from. So it's Buffalo style pepperoni pizza. Yeah. I've never heard of that, but I mean, there is sort of a debate on what should go on top of a pizza whether it be the cheese or the pepperoni. Oh, yeah. And I kind of like putting the pepperoni on top because it does cook the pepperoni, which it doesn't exactly cup it like that. I guess maybe you have to have the right kind for that to happen, but I can I can see the appeal in that anyway. Well, they said that the cupped pepperoni was kind of the old style, and then after World War II, they didn't have natural casings anymore, so it was uh, there was nothing to, like, char and so the pepperoni when they slice it just stayed flat on the pizza yeah hmm. they just use plastic nowadays that's that's all it is <laughs> so adam have you ever ordered pizza from hungry howie's i have uh it's in uh ridgeland and mm-hmm. this like one town over and i'm in madison and um when hungry howie's came here its whole thing was flavored crust like that was yeah. a thing like you would get like the outside of you know the the pizza where the crust is you could get it dusted in like ranch garlic you know all this thing that was the thing they used to set themselves apart so i am curious did you did you opt for anything like garlic oh, butter I, or anything like that i think garlic butter is standard i got the asiago cheese so i mean it's you know kind of a cheese around the edge of the the pizza okay yeah, uh, I haven't ordered anything from there in a while. Now I am dying to try cupped pepperoni, so I'll have to pick one of those <laughs> up on the way home oh, uh, right. this week and uh, and see. Uh, yeah, man, it's been a while since I've had Hungry Howie's. But yeah, it's it's like in Ridgeland and like some like Pilahatchee or, or maybe Brandon somewhere over. Um, but yeah. Uh, in Madison, we just have we have Papa John's, Pizza Hut, and Domino's, and of course our local uh, chain, which is Pizza Shack. So, mm-hmm. There you go. Anyway, uh, I, yeah, is there like a St. Louis style pizza, or is there a Michigan style pizza? I'm curious. No, there is definitely a St. Louis style. Uh, yeah, there's a Detroit style too. Yeah, go ahead. people that are not from st louis well i mean st louis style is a very thin crust it's almost like a a cracker crust and then st louis style also traditionally has provel cheese which is a it's a it's a specialty cheese made of provolone and cheddar hmm. okay what is destroyed style De- destroyed style De- destroyed style. <laughs> so detroit style is a square pizza and it's a it's like a it's like a pan pizza i guess but so there's uh, usually quite a bit of cheese on top of it and in a square pan. And then there's, you know, it's cut into squares. OK, I yeah, I finally tried a uh, Chicago style uh, like two years ago. And yeah, it was interesting. It, it's kind of weird. Well, yeah, it, it's like way more like 
lasagna, you know, than actual pizza. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like a casserole almost. It's good, though. <laughs> I like yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, but still, I mean, for like my thing is uh, I prefer like thin and crispy pizza. That's like my. Oh, you would definitely like St. Louis then. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, who has tried Zombie Dust IPA? Oh, so that's me again. Um, so, yeah, I, I finally uh, fell to marketing and bought this beer called Zombie Dust Undead Pale Ale. And so the, um, so it's the a cans. UBA. Yeah, well, I guess. So it's brewed in uh, Munster, Indiana, which is near Chicago. And it is a um, <clears throat> the artwork on the box is kind of what drew me in because it's this this uh, very grimdark zombie with a crown on uh, drawn in a comic book style. And so I I finally finally fell to it. Looks um, like the Lich King. Yeah, but it's pretty good. It's uh it's it's pretty uh pretty hoppy. So yeah, I think I'm, it was a. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just saying I'm not a fan of IPAs, but I do like a good can, especially if I'm having a party or something. I'm more likely to buy something just for the can. Yeah. So this is a uh, 63 IBUs, which I think I believe is international bitterness, bittering units, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I had one this past weekend. It was um, from the Surly Brewing Company in Minneapolis, one called Furious IPA, and it was 100 IBUs. Yeah. So, I just, <laughs> I, it's just not it's not for me it's like i'm, I'm, not I'm gonna, with you I'm, adam <laughs> I'm, you know i'm not gonna say that people you know this should not be let's ban it i don't want anybody to have this i just i recognize that it's just not it's not me it's not well, see, for me one of the benefits there is that you have the beer all to yourself like nobody wants a taste of it my wife <laughs> yeah wants some of this? No, the hell no. so it's funny with you know thanksgiving was was last weekend and uh you know we had lots of Thanksgiving get togethers and everything. Plus my, my daughter turned 21. So we had a big party for her and obviously lots of alcohol at that party. But my little one, my 12 year old, she's like, well, can I taste, can I taste? So we're giving a little taste of stuff and like everything mm-hmm. we gave her, she's like, Oh, that's gross. That's gross. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> Until she got to the peppermint schnapps. <laughs> no, we didn't give her anything no. <laughs> that actually tasted good. We want her to think that alcohol is gross. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> So she ends up like, it was like, oh, this heroin tastes yeah. awesome. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's why I like sours. It's because they don't, IPAs burn my tongue, you know, just on that back end of it. And that's what I don't like. And, you know, with sours, it's just there and it's, you know, yeah, it's not they bad. T- I, they taste very fizzy. Yeah, so absolutely. What's your guys taste in wine? Uh, I usually drink Cabernet. So that's I'm sorry, I'm not much of a wine drinker. Is that, is yeah, that a, it's it's a red and it's okay. well, it's toward the dry side. OK, it's not the dry yeah, I prefer the, the, the reds, too. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> for me, I just like the the sweet, you know, the white dessert wine, you know, Moscato. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, just a blue nun. That's what you know. <laughs> I want to go for. And yeah, I'm just. And hey, I apologize for my voice. I am sick. I don't. I don't think it's with the Rona, but because um, I've taken two tests and they've both been negative, but my voice is kind of kind of trash right now. So I apologize. No apologies. Too, too late. Our, you get uh, kudos. You get kudos for Trump trooping through it. Oh our, well, this is, our sure listeners are already infected by just listening <laughs> to this. <Just laughs> Should have it. told them to put condoms over their earbuds. <laughs> just anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, so, uh, did you guys see uh, the Henry Cavill? Uh, what was he on? Like Graham Norton or something? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, uh, he's our our big guy for uh, 40k now, the big celebrity. And, and he Tom, was always a kind of a well-known guy there too. Yeah, uh, I mean, I look. I honestly get confused with like modern Superman because like uh, it's Brandon Roth. Which he ended up with a career on the CW as um, the Atom, I think. He he ended up playing another superhero on like Arrow and Flash. So well, I have it on pretty good authority that he's doing some movies like for the Lifetime Channel too. I could see that. I mean, honestly, he has that Lifetime look. He's yeah. older, you know, in his late 30s. He still has all his hair. He's not gray. You know, he has those chiseled features, the big, strong jawline. I could totally see him making a living on Lifetime. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think he does quite a few things for them. I, I could see that, uh, which <laughs> it's funny. It's like my family has always, like, just enjoyed, like, turning on Lifetime around the holidays because they they run, like, 24-7 just doing these christmas movies and there's such a formula to it it's you can pick it out it's you know it's nine times out of ten it's a female protagonist who returns to their hometown she's like super successful goes back home to find out that money isn't everything right Uh, because i mean sometimes it's maybe she's visiting for the holidays other times she's like lost her job you know, whatever it is, or she's got to, and or got divorced. And so she kind of goes back, you know, what I find funny is usually like, there's not both parents are present. One is always dead. So (laughs) it's like, it's like, is mom dead or is dad dead, you know, and whichever one, and they go back and, or or she may end up like buying a, uh, a main street, a, a business or something to start. Yeah, yeah. There's just a whole you know, formula. Somewhere I'm sure there's a table, like table, you know, four point one, roll a D eight, you know, and this is means that she's a cake decorator. Or you could have oh. like a bingo chart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Yeah, you could absolutely do like a lifetime movie uh uh, uh RPG easily. A plot generator? Yes, applaud you. Uh, yes, absolutely. Surely somebody has done this. If not, you should. I mean, you could bang one out in like five minutes and toss it up on like um, RPG.net or um, no. What it's not War Games Vault. What is the um, the RPG one? Drive through RPG. You could toss it up on that and make you know like five six dollars before Christmas. Trademark. And, Yes. Yeah, you you got to give us like you know a nickel on every sale because we we came up with it. So you know, but we're not talking about Brandon Routh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean yeah. Sorry, we're talking about Henry Cavill. Henry and, Cavill. Uh, and yeah, it it's he's kind of like well, I was Superman. I'm not anymore. I'm now Geralt the Witcher, and he's awesome on that. And I really want to rewatch the first season before the second season drops um, in a week or so. So it's really Oh, good. it's coming out that soon? I'm almost positive. It's uh, almost I've been waiting positive. for it for a while. I... It's it's in December. Let's see. Witcher yeah. season two. And Expanse sir... is dropping next weekend, too, I think. Oh, yeah. The, the last one. 
And uh, oh yeah, seventeen uh, December seventeenth, twenty twenty one. So like yeah. in two weeks, it'll be there. Actually, twelve days. So there you go. Just you know, get ready for it. Man, uh, speaking of stuff to watch, Roy, I have enjoyed the absolute hell out of Hit Monkey. It is so damn good. Oh, good. I, you I, know, and I haven't got much into it anymore. I uh, yeah, I've absolutely loved it. And my absolute favorite line, and he always says it like twice. I think out of it, the the his little ghost guy is is like, "Stop smiling, you're scaring people." <laughs> or like stop smiling yeah don't smile it looks horrifying because you know like monkeys have these huge fangs and you know all this stuff so yeah mm-hmm. I, I just that just made me laugh every time and uh yeah i mean it it it's legit like animal john woo and it's fantastic uh it i did a little research on it and sure enough yes it is a uh, actual Marvel character and these other because I knew what like when Silver Samurai showed up and I knew he was like a guy from X Men and I love how they introduced him they're like uh, it's like oh yeah this is Silver Samurai he's blah 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 and he's kind of a dick <laughs> <laughs> so that made me laugh so hard uh, yeah I don't know but yeah it's great uh, are you guys watching Wheel of Time no I'm not. I, uh, it's stupid, I know, but the way Game of Thrones ended for me, I am not interested in watching another show that reminds me of it. (laughs) It was so bad that it ruined the next one that has nothing to do with it. (laughs) Richard, you've been hurt. It's okay. (laughs) I have been. It's okay to be hurt. You've (laughs) got to put yourself out there again. You've got, you've got to go back out and see you know don't let that you know i know george rr R. martin hurt you <laughs> i know and you know you just gotta just be like i'm not gonna let him keep me cooped up in this house i'm gonna go out and damn it i'm gonna find happiness i am and just yeah which did remind me <laughs> when i was in uh barnes and noble recently uh i I bumped into some uh, old merchandise from uh, Game of Thrones, and it was just funny. I was just like, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, remember this thing? Remember when it was the biggest thing, and all the people were walking around with shirts that say, like, I drink and know things, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And yeah, How many people named their daughter Daenerys? <laughs> Gosh. There's ugh. a lot of three- or four-year-old Daenerys's running around right now that parents are regretting that life choice. Mom, why do you hate me so much? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Uh, it's I just I know it's it I know it, but at least okay this series is done. You can you can read it all the way to the end, decide what you think, and I just love it. You know I'm thoroughly thoroughly enjoying it. So I hope you give it a chance. You know maybe a season or two down the line, you'll be like okay, let me check this out, and I'll like it. You know, and yeah, I hope so. I, I, I truly do. And then if it has a terrible ending, I'll never watch TV again. <laughs> yeah, at that point, you're like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm not going to put myself out there anymore. I've been hurt <laughs> too many times, and that's just it. So, yeah. Um, you watching any, anything else, Richard? Uh, not really. I mean, we watched, we finished up um, the second, we finished up Haunting a Blind Mansion, and that was a couple of weeks ago, and I don't think we've actually watched anything since then. Okay, so you haven't watched the, the last one. There was we Bly have not Manor. watched Midnight Mass yet. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, because I'm 
dying to know what you think of it. Yeah. You know, I, I, cause I really dug it. Yeah, we will. We just haven't started it yet. Okay. And, uh, Roy, you had been enjoying Cowboy Bebop. I have. I, so I've never seen the anime, although I kind of started watching it a little bit and I just, I don't know. I've never been able to kind of get into anime and I can't really, I don't know why, but I have really enjoyed the, uh, the live action remake on Netflix. It has uh, John Cho in it. And um, do you guys remember Adrian Barbeau? The she was a she was kind of a B movie goddess back in the oh 70s. yeah she was, yeah she was the, I remember the, the name sure. So she was in one episode of this Cowboy Bebop, um, and I think the setting is is pretty cool. I mean it's um, they've obviously put a lot of care into into making the ship, making the interiors, and and uh, just set dressing. I think is really awesome on it. Uh, some of the fights are over the top and, you know, but I mean, it's anime or it's based on anime. So I can, I guess I can forgive that, but I really enjoy it. And it really reminds me of Firefly. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, that is pretty close to it. Uh, has the Corgi shown up yet? Yes. Okay. I thought you were going to yeah. ask if Adam West showed up yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and, uh, and the music too is really reminiscent of, of Adam West and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, his old Kung Fu movies and everything. Well, it, it's supposed to be like a really big jazz soundtrack, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've been enjoying the, the soundtrack by itself, too. Yeah. Uh, look, I guess it's I can probably confess it at this point. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Okay. I think it's safe oh, to confess. Here it comes. Uh, look, uh, I know like Cowboy Bebop is like sacred as like an anime and it was one that I watched about three episodes and just quit. I was like, eh, I, I just can't get into it. You know, I, you know, I'm not angry. I'm not like, Oh, this is bad. I'm not saying, you know, other people don't watch it. I'm just saying it wasn't for me. And mm-hmm. so I had it for years. I have felt so bad about that because it was such an insanely popular anime and uh, I got three, four episodes in, and was just like, eh, I just, yeah, I, I can't, I don't, I don't like it. It's just, just not for me. And so there you go. Yeah, I don't know. And, and anime doesn't seem to be for me. Well, I mean, anime definitely is for me. I would highly, re- I mean, it has been that way since like 1990. And currently, I would definitely say you should be watching Mrs. Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Uh, but past that, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I guess I'll get around to watching Cowboy Bebop, but even then, it's, uh, it, it's kind of like the <laughs> sacred text, and so you see yeah. so many people like just getting mad about, you know, this, that, and the other. But eh, now, my know. son is an anime fan, and I asked him what he th- what he heard about it. He said, "I heard it's bad." Yeah, that's so, yeah. It's a little bit too mocking. I guess of its of its source material, according to him. I mean, I don't know. And sometimes, you know, stuff like that would actually influence me. But with this, but, I don't know. But Roy, you've never seen the source, right? Uh, I've started like I'm partway through episode one. Okay. No, I mean you've never seen like the original the the anime no. stuff. Nope. So um, you might have a you might just appreciate it for itself without yeah, any of so. the positive or negative baggage that comes with it. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, and, and that's the way you know it. It should be. 
Yeah, ask him if he watches Dragon Maid. I'm curious. So, okay. Yeah. Anyway. So it has uh, John Cho in it that was in uh, – he's Harold from Harold and Kumar. Um, yeah. And he was uh, Sulu in uh, the Star Trek movie. Oh, yeah. Damn, I forgot about <clears throat> that whole reboot. Um, mm-hmm. I've been enjoying the new season of Star Trek Discovery so far. You know, it's like, oh, we're starting out with the mystery and blah, blah, blah. We'll see how it goes, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, okay, I'm a little gun shy after how shitty the last season's mystery was but okay you know lieutenant (laughs) tilly is in it so i'm gonna go with it so there you go anyway uh so yeah uh roy uh tell me all about groom gloomhaven and what is (laughs) j-o-t-l that is uh jaws of the lion so that's the kind of the entry level gloomhaven not what i thought it was gonna be (laughs) (laughs) i'm 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 with bated breath waiting for what you thought it was going to be. No, probably shouldn't say. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I've had this for a while, and we cracked it open and went through two adventures, and then we put it aside for too long and kind of forgot how to play it. So we went through the scenario again, and I think we kind of goofed up on some rules and stuff, so we're going to have yeah. to back up some yeah gloomhaven you kind of have to commit to it Uh, my wife she likes playing it but you know she just she doesn't play consistently so it'll be a month six weeks two months sometimes and she's like we should Mm -hmm. play that again i'm like we can play it again but you're not going to remember what's going on so yeah uh, when i played gloomhaven before i mean we were committed to playing every week with some friends so okay so when you were playing two player like that um I guess so. If, if I want to play this game four player, uh-huh. but I've only kind of started advancing the only two of them. <laughs> yeah. What do we have to do there? Do I go into those other characters and kind of discard the uh, the starter cards and everything, and and kind of bring them up so, to the same level? There are two answers, and both are equally valid. The first answer is, according to the rules of the game, you just lower the difficulty, so you can have a level four player and a level one player. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're just, they're going to be playing at, I think level one. Cause I think you do half rounded down or something like that. So, or you, you, you average their levels, which would be two and a half and then do half of that rounded down. I think that's what, that's what level you're supposed to play at. So you could do it that way, in which case it would be harder for the level the level one guy and easier for the level four guy, but overall it would work out. Or okay. you could say, screw it. I bought this game. It's my money. I do whatever I want. I'm fine mm-hmm. with either. <laughs> well, but so like Jaws of the Lion, um, it's kind of a ramp in. Like it very specifically says, use these cards first. And it's yeah. a start kind of Right. And then <clears throat> within the first couple of adventures, it says, you know, take this card out and put this other one in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, Jaws of the Lion is just designed more as a starter set. Gloomhaven just does the full version, just does less hand-holding, but it's the same game. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't played Jaws of the Lion, but I, I do know what you're talking about. Actually, Spirit Island, which I've been playing a lot lately, that kind of does that too. If you've never played it before, it says, play these four cards first, You know, discard this and pull this card from the deck. And then once you learn how to play, it randomizes more things. So is it... Um... Is that got a campaign mode to it also? 
Spirit Island does not, no. Oh, okay. Well, sort of. I mean, you can, I wouldn't call it a campaign mode, but you can you can reset the board with some of the same conditions and play another spirit on top of it at a higher difficulty, um, but and not really, not like hmm. Gloomhaven does. Okay. Uh, and then I've been playing, uh, I'm still playing through a full mission of the crew, which is a trick-taking game on Board Game Arena. And I believe we're up to about mission 14 right now so it's a cooperative trick-taking game um where you have there's there's well and we have three players so we have three suits we're playing with and then there's four rocket cards and you're playing and taking tricks but the 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 trick is the that joke um hmm. the what you have to do is like it will give you parameters to win the game. Like it says that this player has to win this card in a trick. And not only does he have to win it, he has to win it. The, he has to, the, that's the second trick taken has to be that card. Or sometimes it'll say uh, after you play your first card, you discard a card randomly to the person on your right. So it's a, it's cooperative and it's trick taking. And I've, I've really kind of been enjoying the strategy of it because I've never been that great at trick taking games. Um, but I dig this one, and that's called the that, crew. Look, that reminds me. I <clears> sent <throat> you guys a text, a screenshot, actually two screenshots, uh, from the latest season of F is for Family, and uh, mm -hmm. they were about euchre, and nobody responded. So, oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. I did see them. <laughs> okay, I guess that all that's all that matters. Like the guy, well, that was, he, he euchre cursed. is is more of a Canadian game, so. Uh, well, Roy, I've heard Roy at Roy's, least is in the vicinity. Yeah, it's well, a Michigan I, game too. Yeah, Roy's talked about it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah like, I don't know how to play it, and, and that's why I sent it. So yeah, <laughs> oh. it was just funny. So yeah, because yeah. he, he was like, "Yeah, I got you know, I got in trouble because I, you know, cursed out my uh, niece because I lost it." You <laughs> and so yeah, just yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's, that's that weird game that Roy talked about." So yay, so okay. I lost the game of euchre to my granddaughter. I told her to yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, first. yeah. Go f herself. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Speaking of going and effing ourselves, uh, Terra Mystica. You know, there's it. Oh yeah, I played Terra Mystica. Um, I'm involved in about three or four games right now on Board Game Arena. Um, I don't know. I still dig it. Have you played Gaia oh. Project? one time with gaming okay. cancer so oh that's right i've been playing that on board game arena i it's like terra mystica obviously but uh i like Wait, it a little better gaia project is on board game arena uh-huh you might have to be premium which i'm not uh, but i must know someone that is so is it, but yeah, is it's it on there in a, in a beta maybe yeah okay interesting cool I mean, uh, wow. Uh, we haven't heard gaming cancer in a while, Roy. <laughs> I know I personally haven't seen mine in, since pre-COVID, you know, so oh, it's been well. a long time. So, yeah. Things to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, uh, did that? Yeah. How, yeah anyway. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll talk about, like, some, yeah. Well, okay. Well, we are kind of running into my section here. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I. Have you guys ever, like, you know, dealt with, like, somebody gaming, like, you know, online, and they're very gruff, demanding, you know, whatever, whatever, and you just kind of meet them in person? Keyboard warriors. Uh, yeah, sort of. 
Okay. Uh, it, it was really weird for me to actually experience that uh, recently. You know, with a guy that is like, oh, you know, we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do that. We need to be doing this. We need to be doing that. You know, very angry, very demanding and just, yeah. And then seeing him in real life and all that bluster isn't there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, yeah, it was just surprising because <laughs> I was I was actually a little concerned. It's like, oh, shit, I've got to go deal with this guy about this thing. And, you know, I don't want to because I'm not confrontational. And yeah, and I get there and, you know, he's like a kitten in, you know, face to face. So I don't know. I know some people are just brave when nobody's around, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So. All that to say, uh, my local shop is continuing on with its Parabellum War Games Conquest, The Last Argument of Kings. Uh, I guess it called a league or whatever. I know I paid like 30 bucks and I get like a one miniature a week for a paint and take thing. I get a uh, entry into... uh, tournament which is coming up on the 18th which is also the same day as a star wars legion tournament which eh, isn't ideal but i mean i understand there's only so many days before christmas and i get something else out of it but yeah uh and i played dba today well i watched dba today the bellus antiquitous a quick play war game rule designed by phil barker and uh yeah there's a good little group uh locally of about five or six guys who also play saga from gripping beast and i'm actually hoping to get in a game of that uh this thursday and that's kind of like that guy does it because i eventually broached like uh in february it's my birthday and i usually try to do something for it uh, you know, kind of an all-day thing. You know, I, I jokingly call it AdamCon. This one would be AdamCon 46. And um, I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's do a um, a soccer tournament, you know. Because I know there's some people in the outlying towns and whatnot. And, uh, I mean, if nothing else, through this podcast, I can reach out to some companies. And I can get some prize support. I feel confident I can get prize support. And we can have this, even if just it's like six or eight people, whatever, and we'll have a good time. And you get one guy that's like, ah, we don't need to be doing that because we don't know how to play and blah, 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 blah. And just, eh, eh, Debbie Downer and just, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, let me pass that. I've been struggling through uh, Battlefield 2042 and uh, I've actually streamed it a couple of times. Uh, Chance of Gaming, all one word. On Twitch, you can watch it and watch how buggy it is. I know I, <laughs> I well, yeah, like a couple of days ago, I was play, I was streaming it and playing, and there was a jet, which a guy that had ejected out of, and the jet was blowing around in the sky like a leaf, like it, it had no weight whatsoever. And I was like, damn, this thing is super buggy. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, well, Rich. Battlefield 1 had the same sort of thing, too like the flying battleship and stuff like that. Yeah. And um I mean, I played probably gosh, what is it? Uh Battlefield 3 more than anything. Battlefield 2 and 3 more than absolute anything. 
Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just I don't know. It's I mean, I, I should have played one because I'm a big fan of World War One, but I didn't. Uh, so, I, you know, I've just wanted to jump in with this one and play. And But anyway, so I used to play it and I was terrible. Well, I mean, I am, too. But, you know, I I, I have fun. And just that that occasional that you just kind of live for that one time, you know, that one every, uh, you know, every two months that you're like, you're <laughs> like number one. You're like, yay, me. Look at this. I'm so good. <laughs> and just, yeah. Anyway. So, Rich, what have you been playing? Uh, I've got two different BCS games going right now, which is nice. BCS is the Battalion Combat Series from Multiman Publishing. Um they're World War II games, battalion scale. So the formations are battalions. Um, the individual, uh, or no, the, the the counters are battalions. The formations are usually like divisions. Um, so I've got two different ones going. One on Vassal, we're playing the Battle of the Bulge, which is the last Blitzkrieg. And then one on my table here at home, Panzer's Last Stand, which is the the German attempt to, uh, to relieve Budapest while it was surrounded. So... Um, it's just it's a great great war game i i'm loving bcs and the the especially the panzer's last stand on the one on my table right now i really want to play the entire campaign because i haven't done that yet so that'll probably be on my table at least through the end of the year let's see i show my ignorance here and ask which is so battalion is smaller than a division correct yes yeah okay yep Now, see, I thought the BCS was how colleges determine, like, uh, playoffs. Yeah, I think they <laughs> yeah. do that just so that they can confuse my search attempts. Like, yeah. I type in ASL, and I get sign language for some reason. I type in BCS, and it's people arguing about why Cincinnati made the playoffs. I have no idea. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's how they decide who goes to what bowl game as they play Panzer's last stand. Yeah, I think yes. so. Yes. Uh, if I co- if I compile so, all of the information I know about BCS, that's the conclusion I come to. So the football games don't mean anything then. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. It's like, how, yeah, how can they get to the nacho bowl or whatever? Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about <laughs> this at my local shop. It's like, you know, because they they come up with all these crazy names, which I know they're sponsored, whatever, by uh, various <laughs> companies, but I was like, "Where's the queso bowl?" Because that's what I want, you know, the <laughs> queso bowl. And it's just like, "Oh yes, we're here at the queso bowl with delicious queso, sponsored by you know whoever." And yeah, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've also been playing Spirit Island. I think I mentioned that earlier, but I play that with my wife. Um, I play Spirit Island solo on the computer a lot, like sometimes almost every day uh, but i don't get it to the table that much it's it's one of my favorite games and it's a co-op game i played it with my wife she likes it too and i think i think part of it is we're trying to get my daughter to play it she's not showing that much interest so i think my wife and i are finally just like well we're just gonna play it without her and we both had a good time um it's it's a really fun game it's a co-op game where you play spirits defending an island against like colonizing invaders so you know they send first explorers and then they build towns and then they build cities and then you know they ravage they actually damage your island and your job is to to scare them off the island um it's just an excellent game i've i actually just got the the second expansion for it yesterday it's been out of stock for a while so i have both expansions for it now so there's tons of different spirits lots of different ways to play um and it's just it's a really good game yeah i'm reasonably sure it's on steam Yes, that's that's how we play it on the computer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So, all right. Uh, what is, I mean, what is the island? You know, why why are people trying to colonize this evil devil island? Where, it's not an know, evil devil island. It's a peaceful island until the uh, the white guys show up, basically. <laughs> isn't that always the way? Yeah. <laughs> I so, mean, it is okay. funny because we talked about, so, I mean, the, the actual components of the game. So your components are are little wooden discs and then the natives to the island are w- little wooden they're huts but they kind of look like mushrooms and then all of the the bad guys are all white plastic so <laughs> my mother-in-law who's like the most anti-plastic person in the world I was joking about if, like she would love this game plastic is the bad guy <laughs> so I was just noticing that uh, Spirit Island is published by Greater Than Games and I remember seeing a thing that said that Greater Than Games got sold to a uh, I saw that too, and I didn't yeah. know anything about Toy Book, the ones at bottom, but Greater Than Games is actually based here in St. Louis. Oh, really? So okay. I, I don't know what that means for Greater Than Games. I don't know if if they're not going to be here anymore or or what, but I did I did see that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another game I played was 18AL. So this is probably the simplest in the 18xx series of games. 18xx games are train games or stock manipulation and railroad games. They started with a game. I think 1830 was the first one, but there's there's dozens of them at least. I mean, and they're they span the whole world. So there's like 1849 is in Italy and 1870 is in the Midwest and blah blah blah. This one is just called 18AL. It's in Alabama. Um, and it's like I said, it's the simplest of the games, but I got this one to play with my wife, my two daughters. Um, the youngest one wasn't too much into it, but the middle child, especially she did like it. The one that just turned 21 and I've been wanting to play it with her for a while. Cause I, I just knew she would like it. I have several of the 18 XX games that I've been wanting to play. Uh, so we'll probably play 18 AL some more, and then I'll kind of graduate them up into some of the, the ones with a little more complexity to them. So All this right. says available as a free print and play. Did you do that? I did not, but uh, a friend who had already printed and oh, printed okay. it out sent me his copy because he didn't need it anymore. So, yep, you can actually buy this professionally printed, but I think most people just print it themselves. Hmm. All right. Uh, I'm dying. I'm dying to know since it's based in Alabama, uh, how much incest is in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we played it on a family game day, so I'm going to say none. Okay, okay, <laughs> just, yeah, just making sure. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Where are you boys from? Alabama, sir. <laughs> are you brothers? We're not related. Um, another game we played, uh, actually, my daughter picked this one up. This was the 21-year-old. She, she was, we were out at Miniature Market, and she picked this one up. Uh, just for herself, but Pandemic Fall of Rome. So I'm sure you guys know about the Pandemic game. Um, We've played that a bunch of times, but she's been eyeing this for a while. We played Pandemic Cthulhu something last year, and then this one she's been wanting to play. It's interesting. Um, It still feels like a Pandemic game, but it's different enough that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely got a strong theme to it. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm sure we're going to play it more because she really liked it. But basically, instead of fighting a virus, you are um, trying you're you play Romans and you're trying to hold off the various barbarian tribes that are attacking you. Um, And you can you can either kill them 
or you can ally with them, in which case then you can actually turn them into some of your soldiers and use them to fight off the other barbarians as well. So it was our first time playing it. We lost miserably, um, but it was a lot of fun. I think I've played this once, maybe. Yeah. I liked it. I, it was it was different. Um, I mean, I I haven't played the actual Pandemic original game in in a while. It's probably been at least a couple of years. Like I said, we played the Cthulhu one, which you know you could see the same mechanics and it was fun. Um, but this one, like if I had my choice to play any of either regular Pandemic, Cthulhu, or Fall of Rome, I'd probably play Fall of Rome. Okay. I mean, I've seen it on the shelf a bunch, and I always assumed like it was just. Well, it's about a plague outbreak in Rome or something. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's just it's got the same basic mechanics as Pandemic, but instead of fighting a virus, you're fighting barbarians. Okay. Um, and then we also played Innovation, which is one of my favorite small games. It's just a little card game. It plays in less than an hour. Um, it's just fantastic game. You know, you it's the the theme is human innovations and inventions and really philosophical ideas through the ages. Um, but really it's a, it's, you know, you're attacking your neighbors constantly. It's a, it's a pretty cutthroat game, actually. Um, yes. My wife was just, she was so frustrated. You know, you've got that perfect turn set up and then the person before you like steals half the cards off your board. And she was like ready to, I've never seen my wife so close to rage quitting a game. <laughs> I have so enough to talk her down. <laughs> and you've taken away enough that I can't achieve that point. Yep, exactly. So uh it is it is a fantastic game. And it's I mean it's it's the most game that you could put into a tiny little box. Hmm. And it's got lots of expansions for them. I've never played them. I've looked at them and thought about buying them, but honestly, I don't I, really I, need them. I the, no. the base game is so good. I, I have friends that have all the expansions and everything. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I barely can pay atten enough attention playing the base game. Yeah. I don't have to like keep eyes on all this other stuff too. Yeah. And that one's on board game arena too. I don't have a game okay. currently going on there, but I have played that many times on BGA. Mm -hmm. I think I do prefer playing this in uh, person though. Yeah. It's fun. Although BGA is, it's nice because you can look and you can like, it'll tell you if you've got the most leaves or the most castles or whatever. Um, yeah. Whereas on the board, you got to look at everyone's uh, tableaus and count everything up. Mm -hmm. Hey, is it acceptable to keep notes in, as you're playing a game? Like, um, oh, sometimes I, I wish I had could like jot down my, my, uh, my strategies as I'm thinking about them. Yeah, I would think as long as you're not impeding the progress of play and slowing everything down, it would be. Yeah, okay. Sometimes if I play like one of the long war games and like we're getting together, you know, once a week to play it or something like that, I'll definitely mm -hmm. take notes because in between sessions, I'll say I'll need to, you know, okay, these guys need to attack this city next turn or whatever. Well, that's Just kind of so a turn-based scenario, though. Right, right. But I, mean, I think as long as you're not impeding play, it's fine. Yeah, okay, All right. All right. Speaking of impeding play, <laughs> you are the master of the segue. <laughs> yes, there is. We have a sponsor. <laughs> we have Mike over at AlsterDementia.com, and he can absolutely help you impede play by uh, 3D printing whatever it is you might need. If you want some kind of barrier to go in front of uh, the doorway to keep people out, he can do that. If you want miniatures to Absolutely, trounce your opponent. 
uh, that would be it. You know, he could do it. Or, you know, if you want a uh, nice little piece of terrain where your guys can hide, he could do it for you. And just check it out in the show notes at chanceofgaming.com because it's Alter 3 and then it's dimensia.com. And yeah, and always use the discount code COG2019. I know as we record this, I'm actually sorting through some uh, undead I had him print up. And uh, yeah, looking pretty cool. Could do some little vampire guys for my uh, Age of Sigmar force. And uh, yeah, so there you go. So Ask him about printing a Baba Yaga's gazebo for you. Baba Yaga's gazebo. So would it be on chicken legs? Oh, yeah, cool. I if think it's so. a good. Yeah, I mean, the house is supposed to be on chicken legs, so what would a gazebo be on? It would be on, like, possum legs? I don't know. Just thinking. (laughs) Just thinking out loud. I don't know. So, uh, on to what's on your radar, and Roy's going to, you know, kind of take us there and tell us all about some different things he discovered. Oh, I went on the Kickstarter, and I found some Kickstarters. Um, A few of them stood out to me. There were a couple of card games. Plutocracy. Um, looks hilarious. It is a political card game. It's a two-player game, and boy, damn it, don't the cards look like Pokemon cards? <clears throat> so you can, uh, you know, you can put your Hillary Clinton up against a Mitch McConnell and have them fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's uh, it has all sorts of people from um, uh, you know from society. There's there's uh, Hillary Clinton, as I said. There's John Lewis. Um, the Zuckinator. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff that's, Bezos. What, that's what I was looking at. Yeah. The yeah. Mark Zuckerberg looking thing. Robot. Yeah. yeah. So this is a, a card game that's coming out on Kickstarter. And how many days are remaining? There's 43 hours to go. And so they've just barely topped their goal. Of, so they pledged 3,000 and they have 3,550. Um, one thing that I was a little bit concerned about, though, is that they said um ships december 2021 which is this month so how is that gonna work well it it is possible if it's just a card game it could print pretty quickly okay you know that they they have it they have it 43 hours ago yeah yeah it's done and this and and yeah they're ready to go it's it's possible i can print pretty quickly yeah if that's all it is I've seen Kickstarters like that before, and honestly, like any game could, you know, if they all have it ready and they were just trying for basically a pre-order system, but, eh, mm-hmm. know, but anyway. But anyway, it looks kind of fun. Um, it's called Plutocracy. And uh, the next <clears throat> one I'm, I'm more interested in because it's very similar. It is uh, Uncivil Litigation, a card game about lawyers in court. However, the actual lawyers, you can see there is uh, there was there's Hillary Clinton, there's uh, Anthony Scalia, there's Bill Clinton, and uh, yeah, Jerry Brown, Mitt Romney, etc. So yeah, I like the Peter Griffin. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've uh, yeah, I love that joke. The uh, well, in that case, it's the guilty, not guilty, yeah. and uh, yeah. It's because uh, I think about a year ago I had to go on to a uh, army base for a for work, and I made that joke because we were go we had to go through like three checkpoints to get in, 
and I, I made that joke about like, you know, us going in, like whether how brown we were as to whether or not they were going to let us in. And yeah. So anyway, it's got to be a Rudy <laughs> Giuliani on the hair, doesn't there? I don't see it, but come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy shit. That reminds me. Uh, there's a new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And oh, yeah. The, the very first episode, it's the gang gets interviewed about their PPE loans. Yeah. And uh, apparently they were involved with the majority of uh, political shenanigans. Like they, <laughs> uh, it's it starts out um, with uh, ba- missing ballot boxes and it goes to Giuliani's hair dye and uh, the, uh, the the QAnon shaman and yeah so anyway love that I show. Saw, uh, I don't watch that show but I saw Rob McElhaney tweeted that it was now like the longest running live action series or something like that and then he just said what the hell is wrong with you people? Yes, very true. <laughs> very true. And uh, but yeah that's yeah it's great. I highly recommend uh, starting starting to watch it on uh, season two, episode one, where, you know, Danny DeVito shows up when he shows up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there you go. So. So, yeah, I will. I I do want to say that if you choose to pledge more than nine thousand four hundred ninety nine (laughs) dollars, you get your name on every card and 50 (laughs) copies of the game. So. There you go. Oh wow! I mean, Anyone, I if even, anyone's looking for Christmas <clears throat> presents for Adam, yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> like actually going down to, I mean, it's just nine thousand five hundred dollars. My name on every card, plus fifty copies of the game. That would be funny. Like you know, it says Adam Chance on every single one at the bottom. Yeah, this would be fantastic. But yeah, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, I think we had one more thing on uh oh Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. this was a compass game thing uh rich are you familiar with imperial tide this is imperial tide the great war 1914 to 18 no this is the first one i heard of this one but compass kickstarting again Mm, yeah uh i know so i okay here we go (laughs) you got me started on compass compass uh, yeah compass has lost I have no faith in Compass games, so I would not ever pre-order a Compass game, much less kickstart a Compass game. Um, Compass has some good games out there. They have some games with nice art, um, but they have had so many production problems that I will never pre-order, much less kickstart a Compass game. So if this game is good, I could always buy it at Miniature Market next year or something like that after it comes out, but... Compass Compass Games makes me nervous. They've they've got serious quality control problems. Okay, so what we're gonna say here is quote fuck those guys unquote yeah. Richard Richard Shapiro <laughs> commenting on, so, on Compass Games. This brought to you by Compass Games, our yes. new our, our new sponsor. <laughs> where's Richard? So I don't. I don't, I mean, I don't. No, no, no. It would be like where's Richard uh, on this show? I don't know. But here's our here's our new uh, sponsor, Compass Games, and how great they are. You should totally go to all these Kickstarters and back them. So, yeah. Uh, and anyway. So yeah, and it's a World War One game. It kind of looks like Paths of Glory. It looks like it's got some card based aspects to it. So, um, 
I, I, if it's good, I'll talk about it after other people have played it and convinced me to buy it. But I'm not interested in it at this point. <laughs> All right. So uh, speaking of Kickstarter shenanigans, and I know I never, <laughs> ever talk about Kickstarters ever. I know uh, this is so unusual for me. But that being said, uh, you know, remember, you know, what HeroQuest is, you know, it was this big board game that is super duper popular and Best all the thing about it is the miniatures yes all the kids love it and blah 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 anyway you know it was a big kickstarter you know a year or so a year and a half ago whatever and i'll have you know uh it is on the shelf in flowwood mississippi at gamestop and there are people that have still not received their copy from uh kickstarting it so there you go if you guys want to you know continue to kickstart shit like that from a (laughs) fucking company like hasbro you know that uh has it you know ah you you get what you deserve i don't have any sympathy for you mr you haven't got your copy yet and i can buy it for less than what you paid for it yeah it's i did that i did that with a game Earlier this year, it was at Miniature Market, and I bought it for less than the Kickstarter price, and there were some people that had not received their Kickstarter yet. But, Richard, you didn't get the cool coin or the dice. I got the the full Kickstarter version. I have everything. In fact, I didn't even necessarily want the game. It's still in shrink wrap. I bought it because I was like, I can probably sell this for twice as much next year. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I might play it at some point. Maybe I'll open it up. Maybe I won't. But that was one of the few games I bought with with the actual thought at the time that um, I'm sure I can sell this for more later if I don't want it. Richard said, I I just bought it just to spite people that bought that Kickstarter. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's all it was. I opened it up and threw it away. Yeah, that's it. He bought it and literally just (laughs) threw it in the trash immediately. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, The next thing we have is, damn it, some really fucking sad news. And I'm honestly, truly, honestly broken up about this. Did you Uh, know him personally or just through buying stuff? Um, I didn't know him personally. Um, I, yeah, I am a Sorry, we should say what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, sorry, uh. Christopher Dean is his name. He was the guy that ran NWS. And if you are any any listener of this show, you know, the past month or, you know, from the beginning, you know, we talk about NWS uh, a lot because it was the cheapest damn place on the Internet to order uh, so many board games, so many uh, miniature games. And, uh, yeah, he passed away uh, after his, I know in the past year, his dad and his wife died. And then now he's died. And, man, I, I think I'm his just, father died, too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. His yeah. dad oh, yeah. and his wife. And his wife, yeah. And and now him. Um, I mean, shit. Uh, he was in Orlando, Florida, where I go for uh you know, holidays because my brother lives there and I, I reached out to him a couple of times. I was like, man, you know, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to, you know, you know, uh, take you out for a beer, you know, what, whatever, you know, just to talk about the industry, 
whatever. And he was like, eh, no, nah, no, you're a weirdo from the internet, and I don't meet those people. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, a stranger danger. I get it. So, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, it's it just sucks. It because that was a it was a really good store. Now, granted, all right, if you ordered it, you weren't gonna get it for like six nine months, maybe a year. But you know, it 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 would be the cheapest you'd ever paid for it. So you absolutely, if you needed it by next week, that's not the guy you went to. But if you wanted a copy, and you were willing to wait for months, he was the guy to go to. And I've never, ever had a problem with him. I would see people, you know, his name would pop up all the time in forums and whatnot. Like, hey, guys, I, man, I found this website, and you know, for, for what it, X game. And it just seems like it's, it's not real because it's so cheap. You know, is this some kind of scam? And I would always comment like, nope, I have been, you know, dealing with this guy for years uh, you're, you know, you're not going to get it for a, a while, but you will get it. I promise you that. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. damn, I'm, we, we I lost it was, Neil. It was just a labor of love for him. I think, I think, I mean, it was just him in his garage. He just bought stuff at cost and sold it at cost. I don't think he ever made a dime off any of it. I could totally believe that. I have seen so many people comment on that, um, on like, yeah, they did, They could believe like how uh, he was able to sell it that cheap. And I mean, shit, I don't care. I don't care if the dude was stealing the stuff from Warlord or, who, or GMT or whoever. But because uh, it was so damn cheap and I was happy to get it. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe he was like a he was like a Jeff Bezos that we didn't even know. He was like a billionaire, and that was that was just his thing. That's what he did for charity. He owned these. he owns GMT. He owns MMP. He owns Compass. Yeah. He's you like know, he's like the the big company that owns them all. And he, you know he would just wanted to sell stuff. Yeah, cheap. <laughs> I don't know, but man, it it hurts. It really does. It's it's really bothered me. It's really fucking tore me up. Yeah. You know, over this because I mean we lost Neil from the War Store uh, a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. And da- and damn, I had been dealing with him since like the early 2000s. I had actually, you know, I had spoken to him on the phone, you know, multiple times. I remember when I went to Gen Con, my one and only time at the war store was there. I was like, hey, is Neil here? You know, because I was dying to talk to him because I had been, you know, uh, dealing with it for a decade. I mean, he wasn't, but still just, eh, eh it's just sad. I mean, I hope. Somebody else pops up, you know, I mean, I, I assume this inventory is that the guy had is going to get clearanced out at some point in yeah, the next. I mean, hopefully the people that already got stuff from him will get it. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, I mean what I, his records feel like, I have no idea. I mean, shit, I had to check. I was like, do I have an outstanding order? Yeah. You know, with him? I'm like, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I think my only one is with uh, on military matters. I'm waiting on some saga stuff, but um, yeah, damn, that's fucking sad to see. But yeah. <clears throat> <sighs> anyway, um, I the next thing we had was okay. Mongoose Publishing is putting out uh the third Imperium, which is uh coming out. Damn it! If I can get the thing to click on, I keep yeah. It's it highly it, suspicious to me. Well, what's suspicious to you about it? 
Um, there's a big emperor sitting on a throne, and um, the Third Imperium is the greatest interstellar empire in the history of charted space. So All right. I, seems a little sketchy to me. Well, I, I will say this. Um, and man, I am going to put my foot in my mouth. I am going to speak out my ass, and I'm just going to clarify that before I actually start talking. So I do not know what I'm talking about. Please don't take this as gospel, but here we go. As I understand it, the third Imperium is like the biggest, most popular setting for Traveler, and it's like old as shit. Like oh, it's yeah, it, it, it's like it, it's been like since the early 80s. It was like the original setting for the, the black books, you know, whatever. And again, you know, I'm talking out my ass here. This is just as I understand it. And um, it has not been converted over to the uh, Mongoose uh, Traveler, whatever the second edition or whatever this is. So that that's what this is. That's where this is set in so okay this will i just be I, I thought for sure that the folks over at games workshop were were, were uh warming up a lawsuit i you know i could see it but it's more i would say it's more dune than okay. uh more 40k you know not not so much like grimdark okay. and and whatnot but uh yeah and uh you know honestly i've if Traveler, I don't know who started it, who invented it. Was it Mark Miller? If it is, then it's an American invention. But oh. uh, you know who's going to climb up my ass now is Shannon McMaster. Roy's like, he's, fuck that guy. I'm going to say this, and he's going to be like, <laughs> no, he's going to be like, ah, I got to deal with him. He's going <laughs> to, he'll be outside of my house, yelling with a bullhorn, yelling at me, and yeah. Could be. Sorry, Roy. Knows where I live. He drives over, knocks on my door. Roy, that was that was in, incorrect. What you said. <laughs> yep. Ugh. Oh hell, I'm gonna hear about it now. Damn. Sorry. Look. Uh, okay, I will say that's why I'm infinitely glad nobody in my nobody really in my local gaming group actually listens to this show because I couldn't deal with that. With the hey, buddy. Um, you know what you were saying the other day. You know that's wrong, right? You know, uh, water is actually wet and the sky is blue. You do know that, right? And I'm like, oh, man, I just feel so stupid. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So I told my dad that I was on Chance of Gaming. And he, he said, yeah, I checked it out for about 10 minutes. He just bails. He's like, fuck that. I was like, that's terrible. <laughs> yep. Yo, you guys were talking about the fucking weather. It's like, what is wrong with you? You know, yeah, if he only listened for 10 minutes, we probably never got to games. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he popped over and he literally your, your dad probably listened to the complete catalog of uh, history on the table. And he and he felt more educated. He was like, oh, my God, I lo I lived. I laughed. I learned. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I loved it so much. I became a better person. I became better educated. And yes, all through history on the table. Like, uh, sorry, it's just a thing. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, I guess the last thing we have, it w you know, honestly, in putting together the show, um, I, I, because we're in holiday used when I get messages is like, Hey, are we recording tonight? I'm like, shit, is it time? 
Is that a thing? Do we have a show? Am I on a podcast? Is that a thing? Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, getting this stuff together is just, uh, I don't know. I swear, it seems like we just did a show last week. Maybe it's because, you know, it's holidays and I'm trying to get things done and get work finished and whatever. But anyway. But it's also time for holiday sales. And uh, the guys over at Cigar Box Battles, which, look, uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with it because, you, you know, you don't, guys don't miniature game or, or whatever. Uh, these guys make mats to play their games on, but they make them out of stuff that are basically blankets because mm-hmm. that's like. That's kind of the joke. Like, if you go to, like, their website or whatever, they'll show people that are, like, you know, playing the game, whatever, and, like, on the fourth or fifth picture is, like, somebody, like, curled up with it on the couch, you know? Because <laughs> uh, it's a four-by-six mat, you know? That's the thing. Because they make them like this so you can, like, put books or whatever underneath it to right. make it look more like a battlefield. But uh, they're really detailed, and uh, they're they're more than what I would want to pay for a 5x6 mat. But as it sits now, they're offering 10% off with the discount code XMAS10 that you've got up to uh, January 2nd, and uh, this will be linked in the show notes. Uh, I like that they have some uh, three by three cloth battle mats uh, for uh, range the shadow deep, but uh, for the most part, it's four by six or bigger, you know, mats. I'm trying to see if I just click on this rando one. Uh, they got fifty bucks for a three by three mats. Let's see, what are the actual four by six mats? About seventy five. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, they're about 75 plus shipping, and uh, I mean, look, everybody I know that's owned one is like, oh, yeah, these things are awesome, and uh, yeah, so I want to, you know, if I move to a new house or whatever, I'll probably get some and just have them, like, out on my thing. Oh, you're, you're cold. Wrap up in uh, Waterloo over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you can have Chickamauga. Here you go. There you go. So. So these must just be like like uh, printed, like like inkjet printed. It looks like. Eh, I I don't know. Uh, I they are printed on it. I don't know the um, the thing and uh, how it's done and yeah. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, they they've been uh, in operation for probably uh, five years or more now, and. Uh, they're at the all the big historical conventions. People really love using them for like 15 millimeter and whatnot. And they had to go to NashCon. I tried to get them for Siege of Vicksburg, never got a response, but um, not bitter about that. But uh, here we go. So anyway, that's it. And uh, yeah, so wow. So here we are at um, the end of the show, and I'm trying to think. Okay. We'll probably end up doing we'll end up another uh, show before Christmas. I don't know. Maybe we can talk about like Christmas wish lists or something like what you guys would actually want for Christmas. Yeah, so all of our families that are listening can know what to buy us. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know they dad. are. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Roy's dad's like, yeah. They're still that, talking about the weather. 
<laughs> just bailing about that. Richard's wife's like, they they use the F. Adam uses the F word too much. I do. I was not comfortable listening to that. And um, yeah. So we yeah we could talk about that little Christmas wish list and whatnot. And uh, I know, like me, uh, personally, for Christmas, I'll end up going back to Orlando probably again. And, uh, yeah. So, um, I ended up too, buying some figures down there. Too cold in Mississippi there. for you? Ugh, look, I hated sweating so much down there. <laughs> I'm like, it's December. Okay, oh, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, we haven't talked about weather. Fuck it. We'll talk about weather now. <laughs> um, it's like 77 degrees today. And uh, it and I've just been sweating, like running around town and stuff, and just like, ah, I'm like, why is it so hot? And yeah, so anyway, one to three inches of snow tomorrow. No bullshit, really? <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, we've got a chance of a mix on Tuesday, so. <sighs> All right, yeah, hold on, I'm gonna pull up my freaking. Dark Sky, which is the best one. Uh, tomorrow, uh, high of 67, low of 43. That's that's what. It, okay, today it was a high of 77. So yeah, and yeah, okay, okay, a week nice. from. Right. Oh, all right. This coming Saturday, it will be 81 degrees. So oh, well, yeah, let's, let's so, get up uh, I gotta get out of here. And look, like my uh, my brother's having another kid. You know, and he's like, yeah, you should really move down here, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's fucking hot. It's hotter than it is in Mississippi. I'm like, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, Rich just really had me convinced to move to St. Louis. He said it was great. There was like really no crime or drugs and it was awesome. And yeah, yeah pretty sure and there I were, said exactly. You that. want drugs? Yes. Yes, and, the, and I was like, Rich said there's like tabletop gaming as far as the eye could see, and all the ASL players that I ever wanted to ever meet, <laughs> and they were all there, and mm, I don't know, but anyway, so uh, I guess that's the end of the show, and uh, we'll get back together in a couple weeks, right before Christmas, and talk about some stuff, and yeah, there you go. So. Excellent. Good night, everyone. Good night. I will cup your pepperoni. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm going to order some of that. I swear to you, I'm going to get some Hungry Howies this week. We'll see. All right. All right. Bye. Good night. Bye. Everybody.